Just a quick heads up that I am currently on maternity leave, which means that the Fertility Co podcast is taking a break. But please don't panic because I'm already working on some exciting things behind the scenes. And when I come back, I'm really looking forward to sharing with you a brand new, completely free mini course all about ovulation and finding your fertile window. In the meantime, there are still heaps of ways that you can continue to learn about your fertility and your menstrual cycle while I take a break. If you're just getting started with charting your cycle, you can check out my free fertility roadmap. If you want to dive deeper and learn exactly when you're ovulating, then you can watch my Fix Your Fertility Masterclass. There is, of course, also my Conceive with Confidence workshop series and, of course, my flagship online program, Fertility School. If you want individualized support from a trained fertility educator, that's me, then you can book in to my wait list for a one-on-one consult. And I would love to work with you to achieve your fertility goals in 2024. Spots are strictly limited though. And links to all of those resources are in the show notes. In this episode, we are wrapping up the Menstrual Cycle Masterclass series and talking about the luteal phase, that window of time after ovulation has occurred and as your body is preparing for either pregnancy or your next period. That window of time where those typical symptoms of PMS start to emerge. I'm Rachel, and I'm obsessed with all things periods, pregnancy, pelvic floor, and helping women just like you to navigate all of life's major milestones. I'm a physiotherapist and natural fertility educator, and my passion is teaching women how to take control of their health. Fertility, pregnancy, nutrition, and menstrual cycle health, we'll dive deep into all of it right here. All those questions you've been secretly Googling, all those things you're too embarrassed to ask your doctor because, well, we're women. Shouldn't we just know this stuff? So get comfy and get ready to finally have all of your questions answered. Hit subscribe now and let me teach you what they never taught us in health class. You're listening to the Mana Women's Wellness Podcast. Want a sneak peek into the ultimate guide to your menstrual cycle? Let me walk you through everything you need to know about your period, what happens for the rest of the month, and why your fertility matters no matter what season of life you're in right now. To download your free chapter of the Mana Guide to Understanding and Loving Your Menstrual Cycle, head to manawomenswellness.com forward slash free book. Hello and welcome to episode 15 of the Mana Women's Wellness Podcast. I am your host, Rachel, and welcome to part four, the final chapter of the Menstrual Cycle Masterclass series. Now, today we are breaking down the luteal phase, that window of time between ovulation and our next period. And over the last three weeks, we've really dived in deep, dove in, dived in? I don't know. We've gone in deep into each phase of the menstrual cycle. So what actually goes on inside our bodies, how this all ties in with our ultimate reproductive goal of ovulating and getting pregnant and keeping the human race alive. We've also talked about how to support your body during each phase, how to optimize your hormones, balance them out, and really supporting your reproductive system through nutrition, self-care, and how you look after your body. We've also talked about how each phase affects your sleeping patterns, your moods, and we've also talked about how you can change up your workouts to support what's going on in your body too. 
Now, if you want the Cliff's Notes version of all of the information we've covered in our Menstrual Cycle Masterclass series, you can head on over to manorwomenswellness.com forward slash post forward slash luteal phase and grab the show notes for today's episode. And I'll make sure I include all of the links to the entire Masterclass series there too, including transcripts of the episodes. If you want to dive deeper into how to support your body during each phase of the menstrual cycle, plus how it all ties together, you can grab the Manor Guide to Understanding and Loving Your Menstrual cycle at my digital shop over on the website too. And if you head over to today's show notes or to motherwomenswellness.com forward slash free book, you can grab a free chapter of this book, which gives you a really good, clear introduction to the menstrual cycle, as well as outlining how all the hormones are involved. Okay. So the luteal phase the time when our body is waiting to see whether or not we're pregnant. And if it realizes that we're not pregnant, if the egg wasn't fertilized this month, then all of the hard work and preparation for the uterus, for implantation of the embryo and the beginning of pregnancy, well, the body body sort of just says, okay, well, that's it, never mind. And it flushes everything out of the body as your next period. It's a little like nobody's showing up to a party. The food's all cooked, the drinks are out, the room's been decorated beautifully, so it's comfortable and inviting for the very honored guests and nobody shows. Obviously, our host is very patient and optimistic that the special guest will turn up, but it reaches a point where the egg is well and truly gone. It hasn't been fertilized, so it's just died and broken down as it's made its way to the uterus. And so the party's cancelled, the food's thrown in the bin, and all the decorations are pulled down. But the host always optimistic, will try again next month, thinking next month will be the month that the special guest finally arrives. Because after all, it's this optimistic, it's this cycle of events that occurs month after month, year after year, from age 10, 11, 12, all the way into our 50s. Because ultimately, we have to stay optimistic to keep the human race alive. And so the luteal phase begins after ovulation and it lasts until the first day of your next period. So not the spotting, the spotting in the lead up to your next period is included in the luteal phase. It's that first day of that bright red, fresh flow of blood that counts as day one of your period. Now, the luteal phase usually lasts between 11 to 17 days and its duration doesn't vary much between cycles. This is why I love the luteal phase. It is so damn consistent. Unlike the follicular phase, the other non-fertile phase between your period and ovulation, which is a little all over the place and it can change every month, the luteal phase tends to stay the same. So once you've charted your cycle for a couple of months, you'll be able to determine the length of your luteal phase. This means once you've confirmed ovulation, you can then count forward by how many days your luteal phase usually is and work out the day that your next period will arrive. Now, it may be off by one or two days, but that's totally okay. But it does give you some control. And the reliability of knowing when my period would arrive was honestly my excuse for staying on the pill for way longer than I should have, or honestly really even needed to. I liked the idea of knowing that my period was going to arrive on a Tuesday at about 11 o'clock. And while my period doesn't necessarily arrive on the same day at the same time anymore, which in hindsight is a little robotic and creepy, by taking my temperature, checking my mucus and counting forward from ovulation, I can still pick the day when it will arrive so that I can feel organized and prepared. Now, the luteal phase is a non-fertile phase, and it's usually the longest of all the phases, as I said, about 11 to 17 days. Fun fact, if your luteal phase is 18 days or longer, there's a good chance you're pregnant. So, ovulation has happened. The egg may or not have been fertilized, but the body is assuming that it has been, and so it starts to prepare for pregnancy. 
Once the egg has been released from the follicle, the follicle that remains in the ovary becomes the corpus luteum. Now, this is a gland that can grow to four centimeters in size in less than 24 hours. The corpus luteum has its own blood supply and it is responsible for releasing progesterone, which is the hormone that is essential for maintaining pregnancy. Progesterone essentially takes over estrogen's role of maintaining that thick, welcoming endometrium to ensure that pregnancy can actually happen. The corpus luteum will continue to produce progesterone during the first three months of pregnancy until the placenta takes over. If the egg isn't fertilized, the corpus luteum will break down during the luteal phase as menstruation approaches. This breakdown causes progesterone levels to drop because it's obviously not producing it anymore. Progesterone is the pregnancy hormone. So this is the hormone that really wants pregnancy to happen and it does everything in its power to keep a pregnancy viable. So if progesterone levels drop, this is a sign that the egg hasn't been fertilized. We're not pregnant and so the body starts to prepare for menstruation. And in case you were wondering, the luteal phase is so named because of the developing corpus luteum. Progesterone is the cause of that upward shift in our basal body temperature after ovulation too. Remember, it's being produced by the corpus luteum once the egg has been released, and progesterone stimulates glands in the cervix to produce that thick, sticky mucus that forms the new mucus plug to block sperm entry. So rising progesterone levels will stop production of fertile mucus. So you can really see that the hormones are completely responsible for all of the changes that occur throughout the menstrual cycle by triggering that chain reaction of events. Now, a day or two before menstruation begins, that mucus plug will dissolve and the cervix opens to allow the uterine lining and the egg to be flushed out of the body as our period. You may notice a sudden wet sensation where you think, oh, I've gotten my period. But when you rush to the loo to check, everything's okay. That sensation, it's very subtle, but some women, if you're listening, you'll know what I'm talking about. This is the mucus plug breaking down and passing through the vagina. The luteal phase is also the phase where many women will experience those traditional PMS symptoms because progesterone levels have peaked and estrogen levels are dropping. This leads to a hormonal imbalance. Now, progesterone is essential for maintaining estrogen levels and maintaining this overall hormone balance, but levels of progesterone can be depleted when the body is under stress, and this can influence our mood and the way our bodies break down fats. Progesterone is not the cause of PMS symptoms, even though it's at peak levels during the luteal phase when we experience the symptoms. It's actually this imbalance between progesterone and estrogen that can lead to the PMS symptoms. So if you're experiencing symptoms, there's a good chance that your progesterone levels are a little lower or depleted, which is causing estrogen dominance. This can actually contribute to making your luteal phase shorter than the typical 11 to 17 days, which is a bit of a problem if you're trying to get pregnant. Now, your body needs at least 10 or 11 days to establish a viable pregnancy. So if your progesterone levels are low or if you have an excess of estrogen as a result, which could be from stress, poor diet, coming off hormonal contraceptives, particular toxins in our environment that mimic estrogen in our body, especially found in cleaning products, all of these things, they throw our hormones out of whack and they result in a shorter luteal phase. And this is often the case when miscarriage occurs or some women have a lot of trouble conceiving, because even if this egg has been fertilized, the luteal phase just isn't long enough to establish the pregnancy or progesterone levels aren't high enough to maintain the pregnancy. 
Now, this is really something that I'll really need to dedicate an entire episode to on its own because it is a huge topic and it's becoming more and more common purely by that fast-paced, stressful way we live our lives these days. Now, when I had Mel Finlay on the podcast in episode 11, we talked a lot about the luteal phase and how to use nutrition to help to rebalance the hormones. So if this is resonating with you and you want to know more about it, then give that episode a listen. I'll make sure I include a link to it in today's notes as well. Now, when I first came off the pill, I think my luteal phase went down to about five or six days and I had stopped the pill because I'd started learning about fertility awareness and all of what happens in the menstrual cycle. And honestly, I freaked out. Five or six days was not nearly long enough time for anything to happen really. But after a couple of cycles of really using nutrition to regulate my hormones and to help to flush that excess estrogen out of my system and really just help my body to recover from 10 years on the pill... I got my luteal phase back into this ideal window of 11 to 17 days. So I promise you it is possible. Now, you're probably quite familiar with the symptoms associated with the luteal phase and the potential hormone imbalance. So low energy, reduced concentration, feeling tired and sluggish and moody, and like you just want to cry. And even the smallest things are going to set you off into just a flood of tears and yelling. Your boobs might be a bit sore and tender. You might have headaches or just be feeling really flat, anxious or depressed. So if you're someone who struggles with anxiety or depression, it's really important to know where you are in your cycle so that if your mood is worse than usual, then you can keep in mind that the luteal phase may be contributing to how you're feeling. So I guess looking after yourself and practicing self-care during the luteal phase is kind of self-explanatory. Be kind to yourself when you're feeling emotional, no matter how irrational your moods may seem. Schedule time for rest. Don't just lie on the couch in a heap watching Netflix, but really practice self-care. So have a bath, give yourself a facial, have a massage, go to bed early and curl up with your favorite book. This is the ideal time to schedule in some self-care and detoxing. If you ever get into one of those moods where you suddenly need to organize the kitchen cupboards, that's often me at, you know, 10 o'clock at night, that desire to nest, this is the time to do it. Do those administrative tasks like paying bills and ticking off those things that have been on your to-do list for way too long. It's it's very satisfying in itself, but this is the time to do it. That nesting organization really peaks around our luteal phase. Exercise. You're going to want to reduce the intensity of your workouts a little too. So like I said about exercising during the menstrual phase, it all comes back to listening to your body. So if you're feeling good and you want to go for a 10 kilometer run, do it. But if the thought of even putting on pants and going for a walk around the block makes you want to hit something, don't do it. Do something like yoga instead. There are so many incredible yoga teachers with free classes on YouTube. Special shout out to my favorite, Yoga with Adrian, who has some awesome classes for yoga for when you're in a bad mood, yoga for period cramps. These are the ones to check out and you can do them in your jammies. That's the best bit. Now, nutrition is the big one during the luteal phase because you really want to nourish your body with those good comfort foods like your root vegetables, warming soups, bone broths, not a family-sized block of chocolate, as tempting as it can be. Vitamin C, your citrus fruits can really help with progesterone production and they can also help to eliminate that excess estrogen from your system too. Fiber can help with constipation or preventing constipation, which can be a super common symptom in the lead up to your period. Um, Other nutrients to focus on Uh, calcium, magnesium, which is really great for managing cramps and B vitamins too. 
Balance your hormones with estrogen-rich foods like dried fruits, flax seeds, chickpeas, and beans. You can also boost your intake of those energy-rich foods. So get a few extra calories from your healthy fats like avocado, nuts, fish, and lean protein. My favorite tea to sip on during this time too is Robos tea. I probably butchering the pronunciation of that, but it's a South African tea and it's delicious and it's calming and it's something a little bit different to the standard herbal teas that I drink. So that's something that you can give a go in your next lead up to your period too. So on that note, we have finished the Menstrual Cycle Masterclass. So thank you so much for tuning in. And if you've been listening to the entire Masterclass series for the last couple of weeks, I really hope this four-part series was able to shed some light on the menstrual cycle and break it all down for you. I know that it can feel super complicated and overwhelming. Follicular phase, I'm looking at you there. But the more you chart and the more you get to know your own body, the easier it will be to wrap your head around. So maybe you want to listen to this series again, take some notes to really absorb the information. Or maybe you do not want to listen to my voice again, and that's okay too. You can read the show notes, which includes a full transcript of every episode. I set it up like a bit of a blog post, so it's easy to read too. So you can grab that over at minorwomenswellness.com forward slash podcast. Of course, the next step, if you want to learn more about your menstrual cycle and how to start using this knowledge to chart your own cycle and your symptoms, especially your fertile signs, you can check out the Mana Guide to Understanding and Loving Your Menstrual Cycle, and that's for sale at my digital shop over on the website. If you want a taster before you buy, I understand I'm a bit of a cheapskate too, (laughs) you can get the first chapter for free at manawomenswellness.com forward slash free book. And the free chapter gives you a really clear introduction to the menstrual cycle and how the hormones are so important in making everything happen. Now, as always, if you learned something new or found value in this masterclass series, I would love to hear from you. So send me a DM on Instagram and let me know what you've learned. Ask any questions that you still have that something's still not making sense about and let me know what you want me to talk about next. So I've had so much fun diving deep into this series and it's good for me to go back and research this stuff too, because I always learn new little nuggets along the way too. So let me know if there's any other masterclasses you'd like me to create too on any topics of women's health. So this podcast is all about you and I want to be able to answer the questions that you have and talk about the things that are the most important to you. So I will see you in next week's episode where we are talking about the pelvic floor. We'll be talking about when the muscles become overactive and when kegels do more harm than good. Okay, bye for now. Don't forget that knowledge is power. When you truly understand your body, you are empowered to make informed decisions and completely take control of your health. Until next time. If you've made it this far, you deserve a huge virtual hug because you just finished another episode of the Mana Women's Wellness Podcast. New episodes are released every Wednesday, so make sure you hit subscribe now so you don't miss when the latest goes live. Why not make my day and leave me a quick rating and review while you're over there? If you want more, head on over to Instagram at Mana Women's Wellness, slide into my DMs and say hello, or you can visit manawomenswellness.com forward slash podcast for show notes and access to all of the freebies that I talked about in this episode. Until next time.
let's talk about TempDrop. TempDrop's wearable sensor and accompanying charting app brings the full fertility tracking solution right to your phone, where the TempDrop sensor on your upper arm during sleep and then just sync to the charting app whenever it's convenient for you. TempDrop believes that every woman should be empowered and equipped with the knowledge to take control of their body. Sound familiar? That's where TempDrop steps in to provide clear, science-backed technology to help you to better track your cycle. I only recommend products that I use and love, and I love my TempDrop tracker. You can get 10% off your tracker with the code AFFertilityCo or head to fertilityco.com.au forward slash TempDrop for more information.